hello, 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 and happy New Year's. Yeah. I don't know how happy it's going to be, but uh, it's up to us to make it happen, to make it happy. You know, I was going through some old files, you know, cleaning out some stuff, and um, huh, Cuomo says it's shocking. Most new coronavirus hospitalizations are people who had been staying home. When was that? May 6, 2020. Yep. Most new COVID-19 hospitalizations in New York State are from people who are staying home and not venturing much outside. A shocking finding, Governor Andrew Cuomo said Wednesday. Governor Andrew Cuomo, my daddy was Mario. I renamed the Tappan Zee Bridge after my daddy. I'm an arrogant little daddy's boy. I know crap about nothing, but I'll tell you what to do. Lock down your business. Go out of business. Stand six feet apart. Stand six feet apart because the coronavirus goes exactly six feet and the wind blows exactly at six feet in straight lines. Yep. The preliminary data from 100 New York hospitals involving about 100 patients, it shows that 66% of the new admissions are from people who had largely been sheltering at home. The next highest source of admissions was from nursing homes, 18%. Oh, from nursing homes. Oh, slimeball little, little Andy Cuomo, who took the people that were sick in hospitals and put them in nursing homes, that, 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 those people. And again, who died from the virus? Again, you look at the CDC numbers, 94% of the people had 2.6 pre-existing comorbidities. Yep. Quote, if you look, if you notice, 18% of the people came from nursing homes. Less than 1% came from jails or prisons. 2% came from homeless population. But 66% of the people were at home, which is shocking to us. It's shocking to us. Oh, it's shocking. Not shocking to us, slimeball. Shocking to you, an arrogant little nothing of a clown like all the, oh, now you got that Hulkleberry up there that took your place. Oh, she was the lieutenant governor. Yeah. One little free clown after another running and ruining our lives. Don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote. What a freak show in front of us. And it's getting worse. We just came out with our top trends for 2023. Yep. Ain't a very happy new year coming. Nope. Very sad year ahead. Very, very sad. World War Three's begun. Get this in your head, everybody. Ain't going to be a happy new year. You know, we've been forecasting worldwide since 1980. And at the start of each year, the Trends Journal provides the top trends shaping the year ahead. And, of course, the future. So among the mega trends of 2023 on the geopolitical front, World War III has begun. If this trend is not reversed, yeah, now I'm very, very concerned about it. It's not going to be a happy. And many of the positive socioeconomic and geopolitical megatrends are going to be of very little value in a climate of endless war and mass destruction. But, but 
But, but as we detail with the other top trends, the boundless human potential can reverse the negative trends and accentuate the positives. You got to eliminate the negative and accentuate the positives. And we can make 2023 a year of enlightenment, joy, peace, and beauty. And who and what will shape the future? Very simple. The desire and will of we the people. So the bottom line is this. The future is in your hands. Very, very important what's going on. Very, very important. Uh, I've got to tell you, I'm very, very concerned about um, where we're going here. And it's only going to get worse if we don't change it. They're, they're, they're selling already, by the way, the reality of a um, nuclear war. They ran this article in um, you know, Business Insider a couple of days ago about what to do in case there's a nuclear explosion, you know, stay inside. <laughs> yeah, bend over and kiss your butt goodbye. I mean, you know, who are they talking to over here? And as I, as I had mentioned, World War III has begun, and it's going to be either a nuclear exchange or a uh, false flag event that makes it official. You know, they teach us in government school that um, World War I began when the Archduke Ferdinand was assassinated in Sarajevo. Like, what's an Archduke and, and uh, what's a Sarajevo, you know? You mean nothing was going on before that? You know, each week I do a podcast with Judge Andrew Napolitano. And by the way, that's who I would like to see as vice president of the United States and to start a new third party. And uh, I think it was, it was Gino or someone mentioned on one of the shows we did on NPR, they'd like to see RFK Jr. And I agreed with them. I said that too, it was a while back. And I said, yeah, but his voice impediment might hurt. But then that guy, um, uh, Fetterman in Pennsylvania once. I said, yeah, that, that, if he could, that guy could win, then so could RFK Jr. So my ticket for 2024 would be a new third party, and it would be Judge Napolitano as vice president and RFK Jr. for president. And so I do this podcast with Judge Napolitano. I'll be up tonight on, on the uh, Trends Journal site and the Salenti site on either one on uh, YouTube. And the judge had mentioned a number of times, you know, when I say this, that they say, you know, World War I began, began, and World War II began when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. And he said, you know, they don't teach you what happened to the lead up of the Japanese bombing Pearl Harbor. And I said, what was that? He said, well, the sanctions that America put on them and cutting off their oil supply and on and on. So I Googled up. Sanctions U.S. put on Japan. And kept doing some searches. And I got this from History Today. So a legitimate site, right? Can't call it a conspiracy theory because it's mainstream. This day in history, July 26, 1941. United States freezes Japanese assets. 
On July 22, 1941, President Franklin Roosevelt seized all Japanese assets in the United States. You mean you stole everything that they had over here? How come? Well, for the Japanese occupation of French Indochina. French Indochina. What are the French doing in uh, what they call Indochina? Oh, you mean colonizing it, killing, robbing, stealing in Vietnam, in Cambodia, in Laos? Oh, that French Indochina? You know, this, this crap that they shoved down our throat. Oh how, oh, how the West is so wonderful. Oh, yeah, the French, you did a great job over there in Algeria, too, you know? You're one place after another, you murderous SOBs. All over the place, French. And the British, oh, the sun never sets on the British Empire. Isn't that wonderful, huh? Oh, there's a study that came out that, that showed that the, um, the British killed, I think it's like between 1860 and 19-something, over 163 million people in India during their occupation. So going back to this, I'm reading, what, what, what the hell does the United States... Even if Japan went to French Indochina, what business is that as ours? I'm an American. I, Gerald Salenti, am an American. My blood is Italian. My heart is American. A Napolitano born in the Bronx, born to be free. What do I care about what the Japanese are doing in a place that is being occupied by the French that have no business being there. Anyway, on July 24th, Tokyo decided to strengthen its position in terms of its invasion of China. Oh, they're going to invade China. None of my business. You, the Japanese, better figure that out, you Chinese, Japanese. Ain't my show. I'm an American. I, Gerald Salenti, believe in the founding fathers, George Washington, no foreign entanglements. John Quincy Adams, don't go abroad to fight the demons. Tokyo decided to strengthen its position in terms of the invasion of China by moving through Southeast Asia. Oh, okay. Japan followed up by occupying Cameron Naval Base. It's in Vietnam. Oh, 800 miles from the Philippines. Yes, so what? Oh, where Americans had troops. What are American troops doing in the Philippines? Shut up, Salenti. Sit down. You keep it up, we're going to put you in the corner. That's what the teacher would say to you. And that's what the government says to you. And that's what the media sends, sets, says to you. Yep. Propaganda. Propaganda. And the British base at Singapore. Japanese followed up by occupying Cameron Naval Base, 800 miles from the Philippines where Americans had troops, and the British base in Singapore. How dare the Japanese go into Singapore when the British are occupying it? Now, that's a good reason to go to war, isn't it? And by the way, the top trends of 2023, no one's giving you them. Oh, but what happened in 2022? Oh, the queen died. Bye-bye, queenie. Who cares? 
Oh, the queen. What queen? Take it easy. Oh, the queen doesn't pee or poo. They're better than you. President Roosevelt swung into action by freezing all Japanese assets in the United in America, stealing all their money and everything they had here. Oh, no, you can't say it like that, Salenti. Will you stop that? He froze all Japanese assets. What do you mean, froze? Who are you talking to? We're talking to the American people. Now, you be a good boy. They, we froze their assets. We didn't steal them. Okay, I'll be a good boy. The result, the Japanese lost access to three-fourths of its overseas trade. Oh, so you mean you made them bankrupt? Well, calm down. And 88% of its imported oil. Yeah, Japanese, 100% of its oil gets imported. So they cut off 88%. Isn't that great? Yep. And then they go on to write, if Japan could gain control of Southeast Asia, including Malaya, it could also control the region's rubber and tin production. Oh, Oh, you mean rubber and tin? You mean that's why all the colonists, they call them colonies? Isn't that a nice word? Colonies? Stealing everything they can in another country? How dare the Japanese try stealing it when the British, the Dutch, and uh, the French are stealing it? A serious blow to the West which imported such materials from the East. Japan was now faced with a dilemma. Back off its occupation of Southeast Asia and hope the oil embargo would be eased or seize the oil and further antagonize the West, even into war. Yep. Over there, over there. Oh, the Yanks are coming over there. I'm a Yankee doodle dandy, a Yankee doodle do or die. Yeah, we need that rubber, we need that tin, we need the big corporations to get bigger, we need the rich to get richer. We'll die for you, we'll die for you, because we swallow the crap that the mainstream media sells. And they're doing it again. They're doing it again. Over and over and over. World War Three has begun. Got it? So this one on uh, antiwar.com. CENTCOM. Cent- says U.S. troops killed 686 suspected ISIS members in 2022. United Central Command, CENTCOM, released an end-of-the-year report that said U.S. troops carried out 313 missions in Iraq and Syria. What are you doing in Iraq and Syria? We're killing suspected. Oh, you mean not guilty? No suspected, Salenti. We can kill who we want anywhere, any place. Merry Christmas. Oh, you celebrated the, the birth of the Prince of Peace. What birth of the Prince of Peace? We celebrate Christmas sales. Shut the hell up. Oh, how are we doing Christmas sales? Yep. Breaking it down country by country, the command said U.S. participated in 800 partnered operations with the Kurdish-led SDF so we could steal the oil from Syria where we, we keep the Kurds there. 
Where are the American people standing up against this? Where are they? Where are they? Well, you know, they're uh, listening to CNN. Jeremy Renner thanks fans in his first social media post after a snowplow accident. What the hell do I care? I don't even know this guy. Oh, but he's an actor. And when he got hurt, other people. Oh, hey, how about the 377,000? 377,000, according to the United Nations, Yemenis that have been slaughtered by the Saudi Arabians with the help of the United States, the weapons we sent them, and that little clown boy, Anthony Blinken, who's our Secretary of State, that went over there when Obama, the Nobel Peace a crap prize winner in 2015, started the war, and Blinken was giving them strategic intelligence and other things, including the United States refueling the Saudi planes so they could bomb the hell out of Yemen. Oh, oh, and by the way, half of half of the 377,000 killed, according to the United Nations, are children under five. Oh, but Jerry, Jeremy Rayner, oh, oh, he got he got in a snow plowing accident. What's going on in the world? People don't have a clue. Because Prince Henry tells Anderson Cooper why he's not stepping out of the limelight. Anderson Cooper, a little daddy's boy or mommy's girl. His mommy was Gloria Vanderbilt. Where do you think how I got this job? Oh, when I was over in Egypt, when, when the Arab Spring was going on, somebody hit me, I went home. <laughs> this is the crap that people are swallowing as the world is headed toward mass destruction. World War Three has begun. You got it? And it's only going to be made official when there's a nuclear exchange and or a false flag event. Hey, remember the Gulf of Tonkin? That that other scum, Robert McNamara, remember? Oh, that arrogant guy. Oh, you know, when I was a young kid, I looked up to that clown. Who lied us into the Gulf of Tonkin? That never happened? And what the hell is the United States doing over in the Gulf of Tonkin anyway? False flag event? Oh, you mean like Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and ties to Al-Qaeda? Oh, you mean the top trends that we're putting out? That we're warning you what's coming next? No, no, you should go to Business Insider. You know, or, or, I'm sorry, Yahoo. Overalls are trending for 2023. Overalls? You mean dressing like a slob? Overalls? What are you going to work on a construction job? No, that's the new America today. Yeah, I like those girls in those mini skirts when I was a young guy. Oh, no, we're wearing overalls now because we don't wear overall anything. Overalls. Yep. America is at war with Russia. Make no mistake about it. And they're ramping us up for it to happen. The brainwashing is being done. Don't 
Damar Hamlin remains in critical condition. Here's what you need to know. I don't need to know anything about this. Sorry about what happened to this guy. Don't you put this as a news story. That's what the front page of CNN, the Cartoon News Network, if you go onto their website, CNN.com. There are more important issues, and that's what we do in the Trends Journal. We give you those important issues, that important information. This is the stupid stuff. But again, they're ramping us up. A nuclear attack would most likely target one of six U.S. cities. This is by, this was on Yahoo. I think it was from Business Insider. Aria Bendix and Taylor Ardry. A nuclear attack on U.S. soil isn't that nice New- on U.S. soil? Oh, a, a nuclear attack on U.S. soil? What are you talking about, soil? On the people. Would most likely target one of six cities. New York, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, San Francisco, or Washington, D.C. Huh. And the cities also no longer have designated fallout shelters to protect people from radiation. That's the stupid crap that they shove down your throat that the morons and imbeciles swallow. Oh, you if you're in a if you're in a fallout shelter, you will you'll be protected from radiation. And and for everyday citizens, this is their language, for everyday citizens. Oh, you mean I'm, I'm a citizen every day? How about a human being? FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, run by a bunch of stupid jerks. Has some simple advice. Some simple advice for all the simpletons that swallow their crap. Get inside, stay inside, and stay tuned. Yeah, and bend over and kiss your butt goodbye. This is the crap that they're putting out there. They are getting the people ready for a nuclear war. Yep. And then they quote this guy. But according to Erwin Redliner, a public health expert, ooh, 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 a public health expert from Columbia University. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Yep. It would not be the end of life as we know it. Not be the end of life as we know it. No, no. It would just be, quote, horrific catastrophic disaster with many, many unknown and cascading consequences. Who are you talking to? Who are we talking to? We're talking to the students that swallow the crap that come out of my mouth. I'm your teacher. This is serious. And we're going to take a break soon. And if you have any questions or answers, please call 888-874-4888. 888-874-4888. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. Hello. Let's remember. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, shampoo. Hello. Anyways, you know, I want to, um, again, if you have any questions or answers, um, feel free to call at 888-874-4888. Americans reveal key concerns for 2023. Americans are overwhelmingly pessimistic about the country's fortunes in 2023, with 80% predicting economic hardship. 
What are you complaining about? We just sent over 100,000, uh, excuse me, 100 billion, 100 billion dollars to Ukraine to keep fighting the war. We just got a military budget of about $860 billion. So what are you complaining that you're having a tough time for? We're giving the money to the military industrial complex and we're killing people all over the world. So what are you complaining about? What kind of Americans would complain that they're suffering economic hardship? When we're stealing all your money and we're giving it to anybody we want. Like the stupid old bureaucrats all over the country that tell you what to do and regulate every, every aspect of your life. You pay taxes for everything. 90, when I was a young guy, the future, all the polls used to show the future was going to be better than the past. Them days is gone. What else we got? We got um, 80, yeah, a survey found that 81% of Americans expect their taxes to increase rather than fall. Of course they're going to increase. The politicians and the bureaucrats are in charge. This is America, the USSA. We will, we are in full control of your life. We only sell you the crap that this is a country of freedom and democracy. We're controlled by a two-party crime syndicate. Hey, Mohammed from New York. You're on the line. Okay, good morning, Joe. Wonderful job you're doing. I'm going to, try, I'm going to subscribe to the Trans, the trans Journal. I have a Thank question you. for you. How much of one's assets should they be invested in gold at this time? I can't give you that kind of information. I, I, we, don't, we are not allowed to provide financial advice. But in what you said and inve about investing in gold, as everyone knows that I've been very bullish on gold, and now gold is trading at a seventh-month peak. And when gold was down into the 1700s level, uh, 1600s, when it went into there, in the Trends Journal, we said, this is the bottom. And the bottom has happened. To us, gold prices are going to only going to increase. I'm just speaking for myself. And the model, by the way, the Trends Journal is think for yourself. We give you the information. We give you our trends analysis and forecast. And we don't tell you what to do. But I've been buying gold since, I think, 1977 or 78. My first buy was $187.50 an ounce. And wow. what I do is I buy it, put it away, 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 buy it, put it away. And now I'm a cat that's 76 years old, you know, when it's time to retire, which, you know, never know when that's going to happen. I got my goal that over all of those years is only keep gaining value. So I'm very bullish on gold of all the assets. And by the way, this is very important, and I want to follow up on what you're asking, because in our top trends of the coming year, we talk about a market meltdown and it cannot collapse. We've got that noise behind you there. Anyway, the, um, and we're saying the only thing that could change this is that if the Federal Reserve, could you shut that noise off behind you there? Uh, uh, the Federal I'm, Reserve I'm in the, I'm in the lowers the interest rates. Like we cut this out so it can keep going on. All right. So the Federal Reserve keeps lowering interest rates. And that's what we think is going to happen. So here's the deal. If the Federal Reserve does not lower interest rates and they meet again, the, the, the for next meeting is at the end of January, and they're going to come out on February 1st to say what they're going to be doing. If they only raise them 25 basis points, that's going to be positive for the market, but it's still going to be negative for the economy. 
we are in for the worst geopolitical and financial crisis in modern history. So regardless of where this goes, we see gold going up. Uh, we have uh, Kiki from Brooklyn. Yes, I called uh, a, couple of, a year or so ago, and um, I was appointed to call again by my book club. And I w- I'm reluctant to call. However, I, we don't understand, and it's a dozen of us, and none of us seem to understand. You are a forecaster. That's why it's called trends. But basically, we don't hear any trends. We hear past history. We hear present ranting. But we don't really hear anything. You say your, your newsletter is 100 and something pages, and we cannot discern not two bits of forecast information. We know what's going on now. We're alive. We know what went on uh, 100 years ago, be it, if it's relevant to us. But we would really, really appreciate hearing something that's actually a forecast. What are you kidding me or what? What what book are you reading? I just gave you some of our forecasts that we've been forecasting. I just told you about our trend forecast for gold from when Muhammad just called in. We said back, we said back, no, no, wait, 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 you you talk, I'm talking now. Because, no, 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 wait. I, I just said okay. back when, when gold hit 16 in the six, high 1600s, we said we gave the, we gave the forecast. Don't cut me off. Tell us that. No, no, wait. I said we gave you, said gold would go up from this point and hit the bottom. We gave it, if you could read, because you say you're in a book club and you looked at the cover of our trends <laughs> journal from February 22nd. Two days before Russia invaded Ukraine, it went from COVID war to Ukraine war to world war. We say World War Three has started. We also said we're going from dirty cash to digital trash. No, no, no. We gave that forecast back in 2020 in March, and now the world is going digital. We also said what would be going on with the real estate market in the commercial real estate sector back in July of 2020, that there was going to be a huge decline in the commercial business real estate sector. And I could go on and on and on of all the trends that we forecasted. They're there in black and white. So if you belong to a book club, Maybe, uh, I don't know what kind of books you're reading, but you're not you're reading right. our magazine, so I'm very offended by what you said. Well, be offended. The truth of the matter is we're listeners, long-time listeners, and what hey, you no, tell no, us... The truth of the matter are on the facts, and if you can't read the facts we in the magazine, awesome. I don't want to hear it. This is not okay. how you got the wrong guy, baby cakes. You are indeed uh, allowed to not want to hear it, but you're supposed to be uh, open-minded, okay? I am and open-minded. You're closed-minded. I just went through a whole list of trends that we had forecast. One after another. Hang on now. Get out of here. You're, no, no. No, this is very disrespectful. That, that, who are you talking to? I just gave you a whole list of trends that we have forecast, not even close to them. Every week in the magazine, we're putting all of the events that are going on and what it means. Maybe, maybe you could listen to this one, too. Middle East meltdown. We have we are forecasting there's going to be a major, major Middle East explosion going on because of the new government of. Netanyahu. All the details are there. How about this one? A huge anti-immigration movement going on around the world as economies crash and people keep leaving where they're living because they are living with the lack of basic living standards, government corruption, crime and violence. You think you got a border problem here in the United States? 
Try going to Europe. How about the Ukraine war where they're flooding in out of there into Europe? How about the wars going on that they're ramping up that I just read to you that maybe you couldn't hear about what CENTCOM is doing in Syria and Iraq that are killing people all over the over 600,000 Syrians dead, over 5 million leaving the country, having left the country. So these are the trends that we are forecasting and the implications from that. So what you just said is, I don't, this, this, uh, oh, uh, maybe, maybe you never, again, you're saying you're a book club. Why don't you pick up my book, Trends 2000 and trend tracking and read all of the trends that we have forecast. E from Edgewater. How you doing, man? Hi, Gerald. Hi, Gerald. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Uh, you know, I went to the dentist many times, and I asked the dentist, what's the best material to use to fill cavities? And they told me gold is the best material. But gold is too expensive, so instead they put mercury in all the little children's mouths back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Instead of using mercury, which was going to give us Alzheimer's disease and dementia and all kinds of other illnesses, we could have been using gold and be safe. And we could have had safe material in our mouths, and then we wouldn't have had all these problems. Now when you find out mercury is bad, you go back to the dentist. They want to charge you three times, four times the amount to take the mercury out and put a safe filling in. Again, gold is way too expensive for people to afford to use as a, as a filling. So once, you know, once upon all... a time, once upon a time, again, gold became expensive back in, it began to become too expensive back in the late eighties. Uh, excuse me, the late seventies. It was thirty-five dollars. Nineteen seventy-two. Yeah, I, I'm saying it, it was. It was. It, it didn't start going up until the late seventies, and they were putting right. mercury in our mouths back then. Right. Because so, people you know, couldn't so afford the gold. Era. The gold was still too expensive, even back in 72, $35. Nah, nah, no, it wasn't. Not compared to what it is now. It was not even close. Yeah. Well, who can afford to have gold put in their mouth now? Rich Again, people. Again, you know, you can't afford anything anymore. I, I, I'm getting a, 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 a two, three placements costing me like $5,000 by the yeah, time everything ridiculous. gets done. How could people afford this? That yeah, because they've taken over everything. Yeah, you know, because look, we're slaves. Look. Because we're slaves and, and, we, and we put up with it and we obey. That's what this vaccine was all about. It was a test to see how many people will obey and how many people won't obey. And it looks like a lot of people are obeying. Here, you ready for this? News stores than any other retail. All right. Dollar General, Family Dollar, and Dollar Tree are taking over the U.S. with more and more stores than any other retailer. And the reason is that most customers turn toward discount deals due to inflation jacking up the prices of goods. So now you have, you got Dollar General, Family Dollar, Dollar Tree, Five Below, uh, TJX, uh, Burlington Stores, one after another, the bigs have taken over everything. There were no small mom and pop stores anymore. The people could only afford to, 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 uh, to shop in these places. They've robbed us of our, of our country. It began with, again, we wrote about this was going to happen when it got a lot worse when they started deregulation, killing the robinson patman Act, Sherman Antitrust Act, Clayton Antitrust Act, and then again, the Glass-Steagall Act. Before the Glass-Steagall Act, by the way, that Clinton did away with, uh, no, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter allowed interstate banking. That was not allowed up until then. It was only intrastate banking. There were small banks everywhere. And again, they keep deregulating, so the bigs keep getting bigger. And now you can't get it, you can't open up your own business anymore. You're, it's t totally controlled by the bigs. So the country's going down harder and harder. So again, talking about our top trends for 2023, 
Kiki, and your book club that can't read, one of them is market meltdown and economic calamity. This thing is going down very, very hard. People can't afford anything. But again, Kiki and all you people at the book club that don't read, we're also saying that as the economy goes down and as it fails, when all else fails, they take you to war. And that's why we forecast that World War III has begun. And it's only going to become official when there's a false flag or a nuclear exchange. So that to answer your question, E, people can't afford anything anywhere. This country's been robbed from us from one politician after another. Do you know what the do you know what the average interest rate is on a credit card? Nearly 20%. Boy, good thing they got rid of that mafia and those guys that used to charge, you know, uh, you know, exorbitant like five and ten percent uh, uh, <laughs> interest rates, and the banksters took it over legitimately. And again, you could thank Jimmy Carter. He did away with the usury laws. So this thing's going down big. Oh, another big trend, by the way, Kiki and all you people at the books uh, reading thing, one of the top trends is going to be climate change, going green, like it or not, because the like it or not goes into the wind, the, the wind turbines all over that are killing, you know, all the, the wildlife out there and the other damage that solar's doing in all of these huge places where they're putting it and people not wanting to hear the wind and that. And by the way, we're going nuclear again, but they say this nuclear is better than the other one. So we give, whether again, whether you like it or not, this whole thing's going to go green. And what we're telling our subscribers is to stay tuned to the companies that are doing this because this is going to be some of the biggest entrepreneur investment opportunities of the century. So that's what we're looking at. And some other trends. College crash. You're going to start seeing more and more colleges close down. We're talking about making... Trends are a connection of all things are connected. All things are connected like the blood which unites us all to Chief Seattle. And so what you're looking at is you go to college, you got all this debt, you can't afford it, and then when you get out, where are you going to work? You're going to drive a truck for Amazon? You're going to work at Target? You're going to work at Home Depot? Where are you going to work? So it's one after another that you're going to start seeing them going down on a, on a whole. And, and the, now the entrepreneur opportunity is you're going to see more and more online universities. And again, we wrote about this in, interactive view, interactive university. We forecast this. In my book, Trends 2000, back in 1996, this is when the whole internet revolution was just being born. So people are not going to be able to afford to go to school. So we give the entrepreneur opportunities to what you want to invest in if you want to do that. We don't tell you to, but that's one of the big ones that we see. And we're also forecasting this year a big anti-war movement. And if it doesn't happen, it's going to be the end of life on Earth. But you're seeing protests that are going on throughout Europe, particularly as inflation is skyrocketing. Germany just ended up the year with one of their highest inflation since like the, the, near the end of World War II. People are taking to the streets in Germany, in, in France, in Italy, in Spain. They're taking to the streets because of the lack of basic living standards. 
They're taking to the streets because they're tired of putting their money into the war. And the war is only going to increase if the people don't stop it. They had this guy, the prime minister of Sweden, met with Macron, the little cazzone over there in France, uh, 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 two days ago. The two leaders reaffirmed Europe's determination to support Ukraine in the 10th month of the war. Quote, the Ukrainians need our support more than ever, said Emmanuel Macron. And quote, the victory of Ukraine is essential for Europe and for the whole world, said the Swedish Prime Minister Christensen. No, I would say that the victory of Ukraine is not essential for the whole world. It's a broader dispute going on between Russia and Ukraine for over 300 years. It is not our responsibility. You think the people in Ghana, in South Africa, in Bolivia, in Peru, in Argentina, in Papua New Guinea, in Indonesia, in India, care about what goes on between the Russians and the Ukrainians. But they're making it an issue that this affects the whole world. They brought us into World War III. That is our forecast. And if we don't stop it, it's going to be hell on earth. It's very important that the people unite for peace. And one of the ways they could help do it is by donating to Occupied Peace, where Gary Null spoke at our rally along with Judge Napolitano, Scott Ritter, Phil Giraldi, and it was a great, great part of the movement. So keep the movement going and do what you can to bring peace on earth. Goodwill to all. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in two weeks.